0: Welcome to Deep Drinks Podcast, where the drinks are deep and the conversations are deeper. Welcome everyone to Deep Drinks Podcast, the deepest podcast on the internet in the entire world. This is an amazing place. Uh, uh, Today we're discussing Jesus' mythicism. Was Jesus a a historical figure, or was he a mythological figure, or something in between? My guest today is Elliot Saxon, who is a content creator behind Brave New History, which focuses on early Christian history, Gnosticism, Islam, and the formation of these ideas. We will look at uh, mythicism, as I just mentioned, uh, and discuss whether or not uh, Jesus is mythological or historical. Welcome, my guest, Elliot Saxon. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me so <clears throat> this is a controversial subject uh, but it shouldn't be um but there's definitely two camps uh, on the internet and when i i i asked uh asked the audience um it seems to be quite split down the middle of uh, the deep drinks audience so before we jump into it let's uh let's talk about what we're drinking what are we drinking today i'm drinking black coffee with ice yeah i'm drinking,
1: drinking hot here. coffee. Well, I'm,
0: I'm drinking hot coffee, but mine is, uh, like, just a, like, coffee with soy milk, so. Okay. Good deal. Yeah, that's my favorite, favorite type of coffee, um, besides maybe iced coffee, but, yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. So, you have a channel called Brave uh, New History. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah,
1: so it's um, history of religion. A lot of it is, um... oh, yeah, there it is right there. Um, So there we see uh, Nasta Quran I collaborate with him a lot. Um, uh, Freemasonry uh, here and there. Um, oh, and there's uh, Dr. Litwa um, right there. Um, we're actually talking about... Uh, well, I, I was... Yeah, we're actually talking about a, another interview coming up, uh, which would oh, be cool. pretty sweet. Um, But yeah... Um, yeah, Christian origins, a lot about uh, speculating into uh, the origins of Islam and possible Gnostic origins of it, which is pretty interesting.
0: The, yeah, that's, that's you know. wild to me, um, to think that there could be Gnostic origins to Islam. I mean, I'm, I'm getting blown away by the Gnostic origins of Christianity. So, you know... Well, yeah, I mean, that's one idea,
1: is Gnostic origins. But then again... Like as Litwa says, like narcissism is such a slippery term that uh hear the River City Film.
0: <laughs> His uh River City Films is one of the members, so I always try to make sure I bring up their members' comments. Thank you guys. Oh, if fine. you do want to become a member, just click the join button, it really helps out this channel. Uh, I do want to um quickly mention as well that uh we this this isn't just a regular old stream. Um this is a exciting stream because it's kind of the preface to something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, and it's going to be a new thing on Deep Drinks. You, yourself, and um, Godless Engineer will be doing the first Deep Drinks debate. So we're going to be launching that uh, next week, is it? So this is going to be super exciting. So I'm going to press, I'm going to uh, share the screen right now. Here's Deep Drinks, and I'm about to press the save button. And now we'll reload, and we should see it pop up. I hope, hopefully. Boom! We have. Did <laughs> Jesus exist historically? So we've had uh, we've had uh, godless engineer John uh, Gleason on the channel before uh, to talk about <laughs> uh, this very subject, and so he gave a very strong position for mythicism. So if you you're interested in that, go check out that episode. And today. You come down on the historical side of things, so we'll be discussing that, and then we'll bring it all together for a deep drinks debate, so this will be a really exciting one, so make sure you subscribe, smash that like button, it helps the algorithm, and uh and yeah, very excited, very, very excited.
1: Yeah, and hopefully uh, tonight I'll share the my uh, mythicist finishing move here, to which there's no defense, so it doesn't matter <laughs> if... Uh, if he knows what it is, because there's there's no defense to it. Uh, it's a slam dunk. So, uh, you know, I'll awesome. turn his heart uh, live on air. One is tied to historicity.
0: Cool, cool. So, um, I thought we could a good place to start is we could actually like do a steel man of the historical Jesus, Jesus as history, and then we could attack that position, and then we could do a steel man of Jesus mythos- mythological. And then we could attack that position. And so I was hoping we could do a bit of both. Um, yeah, what do you think? Is that no, a good idea?
1: No, yeah, for sure. And just as I was um you know thinking about you know doing a debate with historist uh, historicist with mythicist, it would be funny if you have certain certain uh, phrases that would set off now you have to take a drink, right? <laughs> so yeah. the the historicist <laughs> appeals to um to lost uh writings to a lost sayings tradition take a drink right yeah <laughs> um if mythicist uh refer, uh accuses historicists of
0: being ad hoc um then uh then take a drink but yeah. Um, I was, I was, uh, I, I'm still trying to work out the gimmick of that, but it would be pretty funny to like get you, a little shot every time the the audience like says great point or something, and like like it's like it's like a tag team. I don't know, but can't get too messy, obviously. But but yeah, I'm thinking of some ideas. If anyone has any ideas, <laughs> post them in the comments down below. But uh, so uh, Jesus as history. So give us the best steel man version of Jesus as a historical living breathing breathing person. Give us the steel man of that from your perspective. Yeah.
1: So I would say the best argument for historicity is that it's just the simplest answer that there was a real guy who started it. So when you're talking about, you know, other things like, well, uh, there's a lot of themes from mystery cults and, you know, they're bringing off, bringing traditions together, there's syncretism, which is true. But uh, I think the simplest explanation is there was a real guy that was at the core of it. I think mm-hmm. that's the best argument for historicity, it's nice and simple. Um, and then, um, mythicists will be howling, I'm sure, in the audience when I say this, but there is independent uh attestation for Jesus, uh, multiple independent uh sources. So, the Didache, I would have so. There's the Didache, which is, um, which means the teaching, and it's like an instruction manual. Like, some people consider it a canon um, early on, um, short book, and it's very different from what we see in uh, the Gospels and the Pauline um, epistles. And so I would say that's independent because it just it seems non Pauline that there's a separate tradition it's pulling from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have Josephus. A lot of people say, "Well, he's not independent," um, but he's darn close, right? And it, there's so much parallel. Maybe somebody's um, taking from the other, which is a which is a way to counter that. Uh, but uh, we have Josephus. Clearly, we have. I mean, um, I think every mythicist will say that the authentic Pauline epistles are legit. Um, and that's, I mean, that describes a real Jesus. I mean, there's certain, like, meeting him, one day we'll meet him up in the sky. That seems a little bit out there, right? But, mm. um, yeah, there are, you know, several verses that uh, talk about a historical Jesus.
0: Uh, Captain Cole just uh, became a member, I believe. Thank you so much, Captain Cole. I really appreciate it, yeah, your support. Uh yeah, so, so the, to me, it's like it's really to me, it's like we have the Pauline letters, and they're the first first things that we have, right? I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the 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 tw- two year olds like kind of explain it to me like I'm two. I'm gonna try and restate it. So we have we have uh, the Pauline letters, uh, the letters written by Paul. Uh, to the churches uh, and then after that before um so they were written first and then after that we have the gospels uh you know, matthew mark luke and john which retell the life death and resurrection uh, of jesus uh i can see the um the desire for someone to say it's myth uh which is to me is the thing that makes me a bit um uh what's the word weary like i'm a bit like oh, this would be really nice for you know um for, for for atheists and skeptics to say it's all myth it'd be really nice for them because it solves a lot of like issues uh and and uh godless engineer and i got into that um back and forth um and we, mm-hmm. we very much disagreed but we we're still friends and everything is good but um but so Yeah, so to me, we've got the gospels. So, what is so do you think the gospels are historically reliable, even though they mention things like miracles and resurrections? And, like, how do you get around that?
1: Yeah, you really can't. Um, They're not terribly historical. Like, um, you wouldn't rely on them independently as history. So, like, the parts that are attested to in Josephus, right, that he was crucified. uh, he was ordered to, to die by, um, by Pontius Pilate, right? Um, those are historical, but, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to get history out of the Gospels. Um, you could say that things in common with all four might be more likely to be historical, but then they probably just borrowed all of it from, they all just kept in, in the Mark and stuff. Right, so yeah, but oh well.
0: John mm- doesn't use Mark, does he?
1: Well, that's a matter of debate. If John knows Mark at all, um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm inclined have, to say yes because, but yeah, but it's it's debatable. Meredith has brought up good
0: good point. Sounds okay. like a witness testimony. It must be true. Um, yes, just like every other religion. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. It's written down. It must be true. Yeah. So it, it, it is interesting, though, because you have these, you're saying that the Gospels can't be relied on for history. They're the main source that we use to kind of talk about what Jesus lived and did in his life. And that, that to me causes a bit of a problem because, um, and I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. How do we, how then do we, uh yeah how do we rectify that like like where are you getting the historicity of Jesus from uh, if if not from the gospels
1: Well yeah so that is that is a good point that i'm kind of um maybe sympathetic to the mythicist position in that regard because it's like well he didn't walk on water there's no like miraculous catch of fish right mm-hmm. um though so what I would say, in addition to you know other sources, right? Um, um uh Josephus among them, like if it's attested to in Josephus, it's pretty solid. Um mm-hmm. but um the authentic Pauline epistles. So even in like when we're mythicist appealing to you to the authentic Pauline epistles to try to say, well that verse is interpolated and, you know, probably something, you know, there's some redactions here, right? That he's still talking about a, a, a church that already exists. He's late to the game in it, right? There's Peter um, and James and John that are head of the church. So to me, like when we're doing a debate on mythicism versus historicism, Which it's we like, yeah, there we go. <laughs> like the mythicist has created like a a ninja warrior course that they want you to go through and say, what about this and what about this and what about this that that Paul says, right? Mm-hmm. And what about um, uh, what is it? First Clement and uh, the Ascension of Isaiah, but it it doesn't matter because Paul attests. To a pre-Pauline church, and there's no, there's nothing about them getting visions and relying solely on visions, right? So I think mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of that's the end of the story, right? Historical, but by his account, right? Um, but then I mean, there's the, there's the, there's the verses that are contested by mythicists, right? So um, there's one that um, it sounds bad, so it's like. Kind of where a lot of anti-Semitism comes from, but uh the Jews uh killed Jesus just like the prophets, right? Mm -hmm. So Paul says that in First Thessalonians. Um and mythicists have to be have to say that's not legit, right? Because um, at least with on the history of historicity of Jesus, he's crucified in like another realm, right? Like another heaven, right? So Kind of to your question, um, yeah. I mean, the Gospels. I mean, it's kind of everybody's on their own in terms of how to get history from it. But mm-hmm. um, we can look at uh, Josephus, for example. Like, there's a lot of other people that are cited, but uh, he's early, and then then the Pauline epistles. Um,
0: it is. It, yeah. So if you could like sum up like the, so the best piece of evidence is this is the most easiest explanation, right? Occam's razor. Uh, what is, uh if you could give like another two pieces of like evidence that you would say really solidify, what, what would be the next two best pieces of evidence that solidify a historical Jesus? Yeah. So let's see. And I'm, and I know that I'm giving, I know that I'm giving Godless engineer just amazing Points to to (laughs) prepare and uh, tack you on. So, um, but you know, it'll be a fun debate. But yeah, I mean,
1: I guess uh, there's there's one like a uh, like a critical um, there's an idea in biblical criticism that if somebody says something that's a bit off and original. Right, so um, there's certain sayings which the mythicists are not. They don't like the sayings traditions thing because, mm-hmm. among other things, it it kind of like it's game over at that point if it's true. So they have to be against it. But um, like, uh, there's the millstone saying where it's better for uh, someone to like have a millstone hung on their neck and thrown into the water. Um, that's attested to in First Clement. Which, interestingly, on the historicity of Jesus, they uh, say is early, which to me is plausible. Um, and so there's a sayings tradition, and then there's there's Q, um, that, um, that has to be early, perhaps earlier than Paul. So what they all share in common, like, um, yeah, hit the like button, everybody. But yeah, the same tradition I, I would I, say. I'm, I'm
0: popping up messages, but, but um, I am listening at the same time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so so you say Q. Uh,
1: yeah, and... or uh, saying traditions generally, that they're like so the mythicist position would say that everything or a lot of things are old, which they are old testament and they put it in the mouth of jesus or put actions that he's doing uh have jesus doing them mm-hmm. but uh, there's the millstone saying there's not really anything like that in the old testament and it just it appears out of nowhere right and it's oh, early. So yeah.
0: is the concept is then the concept that then um that leads credence to a historical jesus because right. it's put on the mouth of jesus essentially yeah That it's it's an unusual thing to say.
1: We don't have anybody saying it before he does or before it's put into his mouth. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes you think maybe at least there's an early tradition that's associated with him. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right? So maybe um, it's not like the Gospels or Acts where that tradition kind of comes up later that there's a lot of time in between. For different traditions to kind of blend together.
0: So we have Godless Engineer in the chat um, writing down notes. I'm sure to um, for the debate that's coming up, which is going. To, this is this, I'm so so excited to start doing debates on this channel. It's going to be awesome. So meaning the historical account of Jesus is is um, its the easiest explanation. Um, we've got uh, specific um, sayings that are attributed to Jesus that. We just don't know where they've come from, kind of thing. Um, and uh, is there anything else that's like a like standout? Like, uh, I mean, you mentioned Josephus. Is that good evidence for a um, historical Jesus?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Why is that? I don't know much about Josephus.
1: So um, he was a Jewish priest or rabbi, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, commissioned by Rome to write uh, history. And uh, so you would think that his testimony would be a little bit hostile since he's not a Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, we we get a lot of history from him. I mean, it's generally reliable. There's certain certain things that we kind of scratch our head about, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's generally legit. far as okay
0: so uh if we were to then attack so we've moved from the steel man now to the attacking of jesus as a historical uh figure uh what would you say if you had to uh attack the position of a historical jesus not not necessarily giving credence to a minimal mythicist position or or a mythological position well i guess it would be technically but let's just say you're just attacking the idea that Jesus his, his historically yeah. existed—what would you say?
1: Yeah, so uh, being on the mythic side is just a little bit more fun because it's like you can just kind of make up. <laughs> like, I mean, that sounds bad, but like just like poking holes in the whole thing can be like, well, where's the coinage? He should have coins uh, printed of him. D- he didn't write a task text himself. Um, the. So- yeah,
0: yeah right? but, at, but how would we? How would we? Uh, I guess attack the idea that Jesus is historical. Not, well, uh, so, not moving on to not not moving on to Jesus myth myth, myth uh, the Jesus myth theory yet, but just geez, Like, how do we attack that position? Like, what would be untru- What would we have to discover to be true or untrue for in order for us to question the historicity of Jesus?
1: Well, yeah. So I think lack of evidence where maybe some might. Expect it. So like uh gospel of Jesus, for example, or coinage. I mean, maybe we want to ex- expect coins. Um I know like it's been brought up previously that you have hostile attestation. So like um somebody going off on Jesus, saying how he he's dumb and and terrible, he's a charlatan. Right, so if you have something like that, um, that would be that would be good, but we don't see anything like that, right? So we don't have like um, the the transcript of the Sanhedrin that sentenced him to, or allegedly, uh, had something yeah. to do with his death.
0: So is that okay. is that, um, is that would that be the best way to like attack the position? like is there any anything else we can use to like attack the historicity of Jesus like to me when um, i think of um like i am i am currently a jesus historicist i don't know what that what that really really means and and that's mainly because and this is the same thing i brought up with um ge when i was on his channel um it's because i haven't looked into it enough it's not something i'm super interested in but i'm also a little bit interested but um I just I, I tend to just point to consult, uh, consensus scholarship uh, and uh, there's definitely some problems with that. GE pointed that out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people like Michael Kona like losing jobs because they you know um, they disagree with the statement of faith or something. Um, so yeah, I definitely see that. But but just as a, as a default for me, I usually try to point to consensus scholarship um, if I don't know enough about the area. Uh, and this is why it's exciting to have people like yourself on and, and G E on to come and uh, to debate this subject, because maybe I will find enough information to sway my opinion. Uh but um the so when it comes to um when it comes to Jesus history myself, if I was to try and steel men like attack the position of um it, ex- it of Jesus being historical, I would say things like, you know, it just seems convenient that. Uh, there are all these like apocalyptic preachers of the time. Um, uh, it just seems like I could imagine that the stories of all these apocalyptic preacher preachers running around um, get kind of mashed together into one. And then the surviving Ooh. kind of cult out of all of these kind of groups kind of, I mean, you've got like, if you, I just look at like society today and I see like, you've got like Hillsong, right? And Hillsong's a mega church, huge all over the world like crazy right and then out of hillsong came we're well, not necessarily out of hillsong but like the more there's a new groups like bethel that kind of came out of that that era which are like trying to be a bit more spiritual but and then hillsong kind of attaches its roots back to aog assemblies of god pentecostal church and assemblies of god pentecostal church come back from the pentecostal movements and so, like you can you can draw it all back, and like the strong there's millions of little churches everywhere around, but like eventually people just go to the, the one that's the best, and maybe that's where Jesus came from. Maybe the, the idea of Jesus is the bunch of apocalyptic preachers, there's stories about them written, um, you know, healing people and things like that, and then it all just gets mashed together. That's how I would probably at, at, attack the Jesus history um position myself. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, um I mean so kind of like a lot of people do it's a little bit of a scale, right? So that the you know the Jesus we see like the miracle walking on water, right? Most people really don't necessarily believe that that happened, right? But then purely made up, right? is on the other side of things, right? There was never a person named Jesus that actually lived, right? That's the other end so yeah i mean as far as syncretism which is kind of mashing things together that certainly took place um there were those apocalyptic preachers which i mean when times are crazy right the crazies come out right and they're talking about the end of the world which um a lot of people are drawn to that concept of jesus which I don't know. It it could be. Um, And are we conflating uh, multiple, uh, you know, in, like, the legendary Jesus? Are we conflating Mm -hmm. multiple people together? It could be. Mm -hmm. Right? Where I know, like, for example, in the Gospel of John, there's uh, the miraculous drought of fish, of the 153 fish, if -hmm. you remember that. And they count the fish, there's 153 um Pythagoras did a strikingly similar miracle before before Jesus did that really? job, right? So they're really? kind of saying, yeah, yeah. So um and then 153 is the number of the fish, right? With ancient because um I mean I don't want to bore everybody, but um we have like we're forming a cross, right? So we're you bring in two circles, right? The vesica piscis, mm-hmm. right? And then so it'll be lengthwise and widthwise that it'll kind of form a cross, right? Mm-hmm. And then it'll be, I believe, 265. It's a close approximation. But it's not, it doesn't form like a real number, right? Um, and then 153 the other way, mm-hmm. right? So for that reason, it was said to be the number of the fish, 153. And then in Pythagoras' version, um, he did, they don't say what the number is, but he says, if I guess the number, will you let them go? No, will you give them to me? And then he get, mm. he guesses the number, and then they say, well, what do you want us to do with the fish? And he says, put them back. And they all survive. And that's the miracle.
0: Ah, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, just like he's being equated with Moses, right? So, like, the walking mm. on water, Jesus kind of does it better. Right, he's he's walking on the water, um, yeah, we are we are doing that. There's a lot of you know syncretism going on, um, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, wanting to do it better, right? Like we have mimesis, right, with uh, um appealing to the the Bacchae, right? Like so with with Paul, um, he's kind of like oh. Um, you like, uh, because Paul is everybody to everyone to try to convert people, right? Mm. And he's like, Oh, you like the Bacchae? Well, you'd never believe that Jesus, when I first met him, he quoted the Bacchae to me, right? So it's kind of it's like anything to win people over, which I think is the Pauline church, is the Pauline way to do things, because he's just trying to grow it by any means
0: necessary. Hmm. Um, so if we could move on to Jesus's myth- mythological uh how would you steelman that and I know GE is very excited to hear uh how you steelman um, this position uh, because <laughs> yeah. I think it I think it'll um, it'll be, it'll do well for him in the in the debate uh Yeah I mean
1: I was maybe most impressed with the whole uh you know they're they're not a fan of the Deuteropauline epistles, the ones that are not seen as legit, mm-hmm. right? So like those, but they also have to be because, like First Timothy, straight up says he was ordered killed under Pontius Pilate, so you, mm-hmm. that gives up the game. So you you have to be, but saying like the authentic Pauline epistles, um, there's not a lot of specifics really like mm-hmm. this happened then this happened right so you can kind of see how they're like well it's just this nebulous thing that what's even going on right so i am mm-hmm. kind of uh, sympathetic to i can see how you can read it that way um and say well maybe the there wasn't an historic jesus at all right mm-hmm. um and then kind of going into the whole like lack of documents uh for the first and second century like well we don't know right there's just there's not a whole lot um so i'm kind of sympathetic to that
0: um so do you uh if you if you had to be a myth, if if like you had this magic box, let's pretend you have this like magic box, and you can ask it questions, and it will tell you whether or not you're mistaken about something, and whether or not something's true, and you ask it, you know, was Jesus historical, and it says no, um, uh, and it won't give you any more information. What and but but you just knew that Jesus was in some way mythological. What would be the best, or like, how would you uh? What type of mythicist, I guess, would you be? Would you be the type of mythicist that says everything that was written in the Gospels was about something that happened in the celestial realm? Or would you be someone that just says uh, it's all uh, bullshit made up by the Catholic Church to take out pennies? Like, what What would you, how would you, what would you, what would be the type of mythicist that you would be?
1: Well, yeah, it would be, it'd be tricky. I don't know if, like, real person with mythology grafted on, that would still be Historicist, so I couldn't pick that. Mm. Well, um, I'll, I'll
0: grant you that you can have some guy named Jesus, but let's say, like, 95% of his stuff is is not accurate. Not 99.
1: Yeah. I mean, and then at that point, how do we gauge the percentages on that? Like, he mm. had, like, a big church, right, or a big following, Um, Then we're kind of back to straight-up historicism again. Um, Mm -hmm. But, um, I, well, so there's, like, what I think would be cool to be true, and then what I think would actually be true, like, I like the idea of a mystery called origins to Christianity. Mm -hmm. Like that's probably my favorite conspiracy version. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think it's legit, right. It's, it's really neat to speculate on. So I would maybe choose that one just because it's so cool. Right. That we could Mm -hmm. just kind of say like, it's made up like, um, like a legend to bring people to initiate people into the, our into our cult, um, but in terms of what, something that I would defend as actually being true, um, yeah, I guess um, maybe a Jesus that's wildly different, um, like uh, zealot Jesus. I don't know if that would count as mythicist.
0: I haven't read that book. Is that book by um, who is who's that book by, uh, by um, Lena
1: Einhorn? Um, what is it called, The Jesus Mystery?
0: Yeah, is that um, is that uh, what? Can you give us the premise of that book quickly?
1: Yeah, so there's some kind of quirky things going on um, in Acts. Mm-hmm. Um, which everybody is going to say, Well, yeah, that's so late. Um, but uh, is the, I actually t-
0: haven't looked into when is the dating of acts? I haven't actually looked into that.
1: Um, I think it's like mid second century. I might oh, be right.
0: okay. Damn,
1: I'm, I kind of want to look now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll but, look while you keep explaining.
1: Um, oh, sure. So there's this, um Egyptian that leads a revolt, right, Mm -hmm. um, against Rome. And then he runs off into the the wilderness and he's never seen from again. And then there's this interesting part where a Roman soldier comes up to Paul and says, you're not that Egyptian that led a revolt some time ago, are you? Right? And he's like, no, I'm a Roman citizen. And that's the end. But it's such a weird thing to say that kind of makes you wonder what is the author trying to say there, right? Yeah.
0: It looks like the Acts was written in between 70 and 90 CE by Luke, looks like.
1: Well, um, so I think that might be like a more conservative source. Um, So like people don't... So people will generally say that uh, Luke and Acts have the same author, but they don't s- say that Luke actually wrote Acts. It's just attributed to him, and we have we have reason to think that Acts is much later than Luke. Hmm. But...
0: Um, so, uh, have you read? So, what what Jesus mythicist literature have you read? Um, or I know that you're halfway through um the, uh, the on the history historicity of Jesus yeah I mean that's it
1: I mean what I don't know I'm curious what else is there that's all I know of is on the history of Jesus oh there's um David Fitzgerald right um which um his mythicism is is a bit different it's, I think he Like, um, Uh, yeah, isn't
0: isn't uh, doesn't he come to an agnostic um position? Um, like at the end of that, like,
1: solidly mythicist, but with this, it's like, um, on the historicity of Jesus is kind of dealing with the it's kind of it's dealing with the historical Jesus, right? And what would that would be like? Mm-hmm. And then kind of taking that off the table, where uh, David Fitzgerald is is kind of showing how these are all myths, and mm-hmm. these have been done before, and these are repeated. So this is probably not legit. So it's kind of like um, our how do we want to say like the conservative christian idea of jesus probably is not the case um Mm. but uh, on the history of jesus is kind of a little bit more harsh i guess we could say
0: Mm. Uh, papa aaron colson who's the pope of deep drinks uh the highest tier on patreon i'm somewhere in the camp of acts being written around 115 ce that's interesting i'd like to learn more about that why do you think that aaron if you could type in the chat. is, um, well, and in regards there's... to in regards to the historicity, do you have any book recommendations? Um, I know that Bart Ehrman has a book on the historicity of Jesus.
1: I mean, there's not a lot as far as I know. Um, I know Bart Ehrman, he had what's his book? Um but yeah, he has one, and that's all I'm aware. There's some like um really old books on the historicity, but they're not terribly, um, they're a little bit conservative in what they're trying to defend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, people don't really touch on the subject because it's just kind of like, come on, like there's no structure, like historical structure behind Jesus. That's that's just crazy, right? People mm-hmm. just kind of don't really respond to to mythicism.
0: So I just posted the links to them all in the chat. Godless Engineer and Caitlin have pointed out that uh, "Did Jesus Exist" is the book, and it is not peer-reviewed. Uh, and the "On the Historicity of Jesus" is um, definitely some fiery comments tonight. Um, I want to want to I want to remind everyone that um, that we try to discuss all types of ideas with all types of people in here. I don't I don't. Um, don't advocate for, for the beliefs or perspectives of anyone. I, I think sometimes you have to have ideas that um, that, uh, that can be... Um... Deep drinks isn't a safe space. If anyone wants to um, read the full disclaimer that we have here, um, you can read it. I'll put it down the bottom. Deep drinks podcast trials for deep conversations about deep topics. This can include harmful and dogmatic ideologies discussed responsibly. And you can go to the disclaimer link to um, read more about that. But in regards to um having conversations about whether or not jesus existed and everyone seems to be getting fired up about that um this yeah this is um this is what we do um here we have uh conversations from different perspectives so and i'm and and i mean everyone needs to go check out the godless engineer episode because he'll give a really good um perspective on um jesus mythicism and the debate will be great i'm sure uh so maybe we should do some shots between each um, <laughs> each shot of uh, vodka or something between each thing. Uh, so if you could, so if we if we could like, with the historical account of um, the mythological account of Jesus, uh, how do we, like, if you could wrap it up as like, these this is how you would steel man that, what would you say? Like, if you could give like an elevator pitch to a steel man? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um... I mean, I would go with the, I mean, your strongest
1: case is the uh, authentic Pauline epistles that uh, they're just vague. You know, um, when they talk about the, uh, the ministry of Jesus, there's not a lot there, right? And I would go with that. I think that's your strongest way to, to do it. Um, And that's really what the on the history of history of Jesus does. Um, And then what a lot of mythicists will do, will say like to defeat the historical Jesus, they'll keep on attacking the, the legendary Jesus. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, so it's like, um, Oh, come on. There's the, the hero myth. And he's, he satisfies so many aspects of the hero myth. Um, so how could he be historical? But then we'd have to return to, yeah. But we both agreed from the outset that that wasn't the Jesus that was historical, right?
0: Mm.
1: But like, I think we just kind of keep on returning to
0: that, like, yeah. Um, but so so it's so you're saying it's like a uh, the both, both parties are kind of talking about two separate things, is that what you're kind of saying? Like. Like um, the the mythicists are defending one thing, and the his, historicity his, historicists are defending another. Like the historicists yeah. aren't the historicists aren't saying that like Jesus literally walked on water, et cetera, et cetera. But they're saying that he's a real person, and myth mythicists are saying, well, uh, there's all these you know hero. It's like um, uh, 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 sorry, I got my brain do something funny there. Um. I promise on having a stroke. When I had uh, Doctor Josh on, he mentioned that um, that you know King David is like um, likely a historical figure. However, mm-hmm. everything's been like heavily spun, so it's like you yeah. know, it's always like David, the the reigning king that comes in and stuff. And so, so yeah. So are you, are you saying that sometimes the history, uh, the mythicists attack that position, attack the the position that well, this is a hero narrative. So therefore, it's all kind of bullshit. And then then the historicist says, well, yeah, there's like hero narratives in there because we've we've kind of um, we've mythologized, we've kind of legend made this character legendary, uh, bigger than life, and m- miraculous, and all these things. When really, it, it likely there's somewhere in in between. In the middle is where probably the truth lies. That there probably was some guy. He probably didn't do. He probably had some profound teachings. He probably had a big following and but he probably didn't do the miracles that are attributed to him is that kind of where you would lie and, and where you see the argument yeah and lie?
1: i would be even more generous and say it's more on the bear history side of things where okay. like even um you know some of the mundane claims like uh, being born in bethlehem right might not even be the case right Mm -hmm. um and so yeah that I mean there is a historical kernel to which everything is kind of all the rumor and speculation has kind of been grafted onto right is the historical claim but um but yeah I mean your question was how would we steal man mythicism like what's the best mythicist argument right Mm -hmm. um Um, I, you know, I think, yeah, the epistles, um, I don't know. I'm trying to be, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to be fair and come up with what's the best. Like Probably Man. the following epistles that, oh, it's just so vague. I would just maybe belabor that. I think is maybe the best strategy to go.
0: Mm-hmm. What about if we could steel man the position that the gospels are talking about a, like a celestial realm rather than like an earthly realm. I don't think you can.
1: Um, and I don't think that's the case being made mm-hmm. um, in on the history of city of Jesus that they would just say it's like whole cloth, nothing, uh, you can't do anything with it right mm-hmm. so i mean i would say you likely can but it's really tricky on how you can kind of pull historicity out of it right mm-hmm. and because i mean they have jesus he's walking walking around you can put like you can touch him you can eat with him right he's clearly on the earth Um, So, I mean, if you were to put too much historicity in that, like it would just be game, like, you know, like he's clearly portrayed as walking around being a human being on earth. Mm. So, I mean, it's kind of game over if you accept, uh, you know, the historicity of the gospels really.
0: Mm. Okay. Um, So, all right. Well, that's, so that's, that's, Okay, so you don't have like a really solid steel man, um, but um, how for the well at least for that. But how would you attack mythicism? And I'm sure this part's easy because you're not a mythicist, right? And uh, yeah. so how would you what what would you say are like some of the? And I'm gonna throw some questions at you that um, that uh, I've I've had from my mythicist friends. But how would you attack? Um, Myth, uh, Jesus mythicism um, and guys please like chill out a little bit in the comments otherwise I will mute, mute you if you're being disruptive but um, so yeah so how would you steal man uh, how would you uh, attack the mythicist position Um,
1: yeah that kind of as we're like if we're going to do the on the historicity of Jesus and then we're constructing Bayes theorem which is essentially it's unlikely that a historical Jesus existed, is what we're saying. That mm-hmm. we, in order to do that, we have to accept so many unlikely things, wildly crazy unlikely, to get to that Jesus is unlikely, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I've said, um, a mystery called Origins for Christianity. Nobody nobody thinks that, right? You have to take interpretations of Scripture that nobody does, right? Even though they're plausible, like I can I can see the, these interpretations, right? But no, at the end of the day, nobody agrees with that, right? And um, you, I mean, you have to reject Q and you have to say all these scholars, they don't know what they're talking about. Bart Ehrman... Uh, Dennis McDonald, um, Dr. Litwa, right? They don't know what they're mm. talking about. Like, clearly they do. Like, they're the most, like, they're the biggest deals in the world, but you have to, you have to say that, right? Mm. Um, but, like, there's, so, I mean, like, so the most prominent scholars in the world think your idea, I mean, not, I mean, that'll sound a lot like, um, what what do uh, what's the phrase uh, argument from prestige, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, these are these are a lot of unlikely positions, right? So the interpolation, are right where. What you would you say
0: to what would you say to someone who says that like the Yes, it's the consensus, like at the moment, it's consensus scholarship that Jesus was historical, but that kind of it kind of has to be because uh, otherwise, like. The, these you know academic um, institutions would would shut down um their like like these people will be removed from their positions if they said yes I believe I'm a, um, a mythicist like um what do you say to that there is some form of a um, bias in the um like it's, yeah. too, it's too far out there you know what I mean um like yeah for- I mean, I'm I'm sympathetic to that. Um,
1: I mean, so like you could have like retired uh, professors that really don't have, uh, you know, any skin in the game anymore that could come out and say, I'm a mythicist, but we don't really see that. Mm. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, especially with like the, like Mike Lacona, he comes and he said, like, what does he say, walking on water wasn't real or something like that? Uh,
0: um so what do you say? Uh, like Mike, you, you mentioned Mike Lecona, right? Oh, he, I think he rejected the, he, he stated that the, the, um, people rising from the dead, um, the yeah. zombies that weren't really technically zombies, cause I think zombies have to be brought to life with voodoo or something, but, um, but technically like the dead rising from the grave and going through Jerusalem, he said that that was, legendary account it wasn't historical and he got he lost his job for that um and godless engineer who um has just said that thomas thompson uh was fired from the university he founded for espousing mythicism uh so yeah and yeah yeah yeah, michael kona was fired for saying zombie um might have not really come out of the graves (laughs) yeah i mean that's wild to me like it's a university (laughs) It's like, wait, sorry, like zombies don't exist? Like, and it's just, like fired. Like, the, this isn't, I mean, was he working for like AI answers in Genesis or was this like a proper universe? Like, that seems wild to me that that would happen. Um, well, I mean, I would say maybe neither. Like, if,
1: like, a lot of these statements of faith are just a little bit uh, weird. Um, that, yeah, ha- like, you have to be like, uh, like a millennialist, or I mean, just like it's just weird. Like you should be open to everything. Like that's the purposes that's the purpose of higher education, right? So, yeah I, I i get that criticism where, um, but I mean that yeah, no, I mean yeah, I mean I think that's probably a good point.
0: There, there is something that uh, that Bart Ehrman says that I've heard him say. And he says that he, he doesn't have much. Uh, he doesn't put any credence to the mythicist position, and um, and he but, but he says, but if you do want to um, to to make this like something that's like actually taken seriously, is you need to have you need to start getting things peer reviewed and things like that. And I think that's what what Richard Carrier is doing, and uh, and things like that. Um, but um what would you say to someone who said that Paul is, is our only independent source? So, like, and except for the Q document, which is hypothetical, or maybe actually, could you give us a quick introduction? Give us a give us an introduction of what is Q for for, for those of us um, without such big brains? What does Q mean? What is Q? <laughs> what is Q?
1: Yeah. So um, uh, Q um, is a is a figure from Star Trek that uh, was in <laughs> mischief. And uh, he created a source for the Gospels. He went back in time. Um, then there's the alternative view on Q, with, which is called the Ferrer Hypothesis. Um, that so, so Q is German for uh, fella, I think, in German means source. Because when we're talking about um, the Bible, we have to be fancy, you know, and use other languages. Mm. So there's there's, in the Bible... There's Mark, which is generally believed to be the first gospel. And then there's bits that are common that's not in Mark, but it's in Luke and Matthew. Mm -hmm. And so we're just like, that's weird that it just seems like copy paste. Mm. And we're just like, how did that come to be? That maybe they're using another source, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Um, you know, some people speculate, and I'm sure like the chat will go wild when I say uh, Papias, um, for all our, our mythicist friends, that uh, there's the, uh, what is it, expositions on the sayings of our Lord, right? Which mm-hmm. is believed to be like an early sayings tradition. Um, uh, okay. and, so, and so it's, so that might be the Q source, or might be, there might be several independent Q sources. Um, primarily Jesus' sayings that's right Q is part of the common material found in the Gospel of Matthew and Luke and is not
0: in the Gospel of Mark yeah so that's a good way to summarize it and then thank you Pragmatic Crystal I really appreciate that Q I'll just read it out for those who might be listening at home Q source is a hypothetically written collection, uh, collection of primary Jesus sayings Q is part of the common material found in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke but not in the Gospel of Mark uh yeah and we don't have it so this is something that that i noticed uh ge points out a lot is we don't actually have it it's hypothetical it's like um what did did was it someone said something funny about it <laughs> earlier and i can't remember was it you? maybe it was you but it was it, someone posted something funny on one of the uh on maybe youtube um i'll i'll just try and find it but yeah it's it's um it's it's hypothetical right but but is it like it's hypothetical but is it still justified? Like it can, it can be hypothetical and justified, but is it? Um, yeah.
1: Well, I guess it depends on who you ask No, So it's the consensus within um, the scholarship that Q is legit and, you know, maybe we'll find it. Right. Mm. And so we've seen stuff similar to Q that is not Q, like the gospel of Thomas. Which is another sayings uh, gospel, which is just like stories of you know um, conversations or just simple quips that Jesus uh, said. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, my my son loves the song, the Lady Gaga song, right? Uh, uh, put your hands, hands, hands above your head, 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 like Jesus said, oh. right? So Lady Gaga has her sayings tradition with uh, with uh, Jesus. <laughs> But um, which, let's see. So the Gospel of Thomas, um, and then um, it would seem that Paul is tapping into some sayings traditions because he kind of quotes them throughout uh, the epistles sometimes. But so it's. I mean, I see it even so. So what people will what people say is that Luke took from Matthew and added his own stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's how you account for Q. That's like that's uh, that's like the mythicist position, that there wasn't Q, there wasn't an early sayings um, gospel, which you kind of have to say that to be a mythicist, because if there's early independent uh, gospel um, that would date like before Q, oh, look at that, yeah, that it kind of gives up the game for mythicism if to say that, uh, Q is legit. And, yeah. um, so here, if we're, so we're looking at that. So Mark is really tiny. And then we have Luke and Matthew. And then, um, one reason, another reason to think that, that Q is legit is just the stories that occur only in Luke, but not in Matthew. Yep. Lady mm. Gaga is legit. We have that in the in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And um, so Luke is like like the Good Samaritan. That's only in Luke. Um, the foolish rich man who he's going to build up this barn to store all his vast wealth, but then he dies that night. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? The prodigal son. I think that's only in Luke. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like. Uh, along the same themes of, like, being hospitable, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, um, humble. And then so Matthew has a lot of the stuff with, like, the kingdom. So it seems that they're, they're telling their own story, that this is unique to them, and that they're using another source, mm-hmm. which is an argument um, in favor of Q.
0: Interesting. Um, I have a few more questions around that, but I do want to take a quick moment to um, shout out a few things. And the first thing is something that I showed you before we started, and I'm so excited about it. Guys, in two days, we have the slavery panel coming back to do some apologetic, like to crush some apologetics. And I made what is probably the funniest thing I'll ever make uh, in my life. Um, It is the trailer for panel two of the slavery panel. So, Let's watch it. So yeah, I mean, I I love that so much. So, um,
1: it must have taken forever
0: uh, to coordinate that with them, right? (laughs) How
1: many takes did that?
0: Oh yeah, Yeah. I got them. I I flew them all in, you know, and we got them, you know. But um, no, it's. uh, I I thought it was really funny. Um, So we have, uh, if if those who are interested, we actually produce this really big panel. And you can go to deepdrinks.com/slavery, and you can download a PDF. And the PDF is what we'll be going through. Um, it's twenty-eight pages of sources for everything, and we and it's just wild. So we have the the slavery apologetics for those who missed um, the actual live stream, and we actually categorize each and every one of the arguments into into little sections and then we give uh let me just zoom out and then we give like what you might hear when you're talking to someone who says it's not real slavery it wasn't race-based it was only temporary blah 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 and we're going to be going through this the the panel will be going through this whole list and just pulling apart each one of these categories and then at the end of the document we actually have the quotes from each person this is what Jordan Peterson said this is what Ben Shapiro, Frank Turek, um, William Lane Craig, Mike Winger, Uh, John McRae, uh, Alan Parr, Paul Copen, and so on, Doug Wilson, J. Warner Wallace, Answers in Genesis, the Southern Baptist Seminary, uh, the HCSB Study Bible, like we really did our homework, and then if they delete those videos, because I imagine that... um, they should hang their heads in shame and walk and walk away with their tail between their legs after what these guys did to them last time. We actually have the arguments um, all stated here, where when like the the um the links, so people people know when we've cited them if the, if the videos get deleted. So this PDF is available to download. Just go and fill in your details, um, and it'll get emailed to you. And yeah, that, so if you guys want to check out that stream, it's going to be in two days. It's going to be wild. It's going to be a lot more fun this time, a lot less academic and a, more, a lot more, um, uh, I guess, um, feisty is, is, is the word I'll use. And of course, if you want to support this channel, you can join. Uh, I've seen a couple of new members. Thank you so much. And you can support us over on Patreon as well. That um, means a lot. And of course, if you like uh, if you like Elliot's um, content, he's got his channel, Brave. Uh, new history which um he's got 644 subscribers let's see if we can get that number up if you like his content so with all that said so
1: we're gonna i mean uh we're gonna postpone the debate until it's at least four thousand, right so we're gonna (laughs) sit we're gonna sit there right and (laughs) me and john aren't gonna say anything um but um, uh just
0: just just like just watch it um Over and over again. So and and of course, like all you fiery people who are just like getting angry at Elliot, and then there are people who I'm sure will be angry at um G E. You can let out your anger and come along to the first deep drinks debate, which will be really, really cool. Uh so make sure you come along to that. Yeah, Uh, can we see some of the fiery comments? (laughs) yeah, I mean, no, look, I honestly it'll it'll uh it's not necessarily let's just save it let's just save it for the uh let's let's it'll, more it'll it's essentially when you'll say something they'll say that's not true or that's not the not, that's not what mythos say and like um i mean i could sit here arguing with you all day but i'm trying to trying to you know conduct an interview as well so we'll we'll jump into some q and a actually so it'd, it'd be a good idea if you guys have some questions throw some well reasoned questions in the chat um not attacks not Ellie, you're um, you didn't, you don't know anything, but like actual <laughs> questions, you can say that we'll... too, as long as it's super chatting yeah. with high money. So, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and checks, check those questions in, and I'll make sure I read them. But I just do, do want to touch on a few last things before we round up the interview. And we were going to do some slides, but I don't think we have time. Maybe uh,
1: maybe we have I was going to give John the game, uh, my whole game yeah. plan, and everything. But you know, whoops, <laughs> I guess what can you do?
0: <laughs> so, um so, what do you think about? So, could you touch a little bit more about like the first century uh, mystery cults and like how we do have some things that have come over from Zoroastrianism, or, or yep. at least appear to? What do you think about that? Like, what doesn't that lend uh, credence to the idea that the that Jesus was kind of mythological rather than historical? That we see this this idea, these ideas developing? Uh, yes and no. So, um,
1: I do so I did a presentation on my channel about both reasons to believe the that Christianity has mystery cult origins and then also why not. And of course the why not? kind of putting the cold water on everything is much less popular than the why, you know, but um, no, there's a whole bunch of Zoroastrian influence on Christianity. So like hell, Demons, which we get a bit of that in Judaism, right? With uh, like the the later, we start to see a little bit of demons. Um, the whole um, savior or Messiah thing, so that is a Zoroastrian concept, where um, a descendant of Zoroaster is going to be the savior, right? Mm. So we see that in. Um, Islam, the Mahdi, is going to be a descendant of Muhammad. And we see that the Messiah is going to be a descendant of David. Right? So that theme reoccurs. Um, And then what other themes do we see um, in Zoroastrianism and um, Christianity? Demons are a huge thing. That's not really present so much in Judaism. So, yeah, I mean, that's legit. And, like, they did have rituals, just like um, the Yom Kippur ritual, opening up the Holy of Holies and sprinkling blood on the Ark of the Covenant. That was only for the high priest and only that one day. So you could kind of see maybe there's a um, a mystery cult thing going on there. But really, Judaism's or Astrianism don't lend themselves well to mystery cults. And that, like it was well known what they were doing and what the ritual was, that it wasn't a secret. It was just common knowledge and the the scripture was known by everybody. Right. So it's, there wasn't really a secret. So, I mean, um, there is, um, there was a sect of Christianity, right. Uh, the Jewian tradition, which is J E U has nothing to do with like, uh, Judaism. Well, I mean, it does, but that's not where the name comes from. It's like it's believed to be the real name of God is J E U. And that is straight up looks a whole lot like a mystery cult, but that's quite late. Um, so we can't really talk about uh, mystery cult origins with it. But um,
0: hopefully that answers the question. Have you, um, what are your thoughts on? Um... On, on the historicity of Jesus by Richard Carrier? Well,
1: not to offend anybody, although there's a lot of broad statements which are just not the case, right? Just like all mystery cults, like this is kind of in the beginning, uh, do X. Like the main person of the mystery cult is always the son of God. We know that's not the case. Like with Mithras... Um. Um. I mean, it can be argu- like, like Demeter. I don't know. Maybe like we don't know definitively, but like a lot of sweeping st- statements. And what is it like? I can't come up with that. They all, they're all, or often born of a virgin, right? Um. And then there's the whole um. Isaiah 53 that there's a strong messianic prophecy tradition in Judaism um there's just not
0: with Isaiah 53 it's just not um and they quote the that, Targum that, of Jonathan that, that is something mm-hmm. that I am interested in talking about because um it's interesting because uh, one of the big things that you know you I kind of learned leaving uh, Christianity is you know the jewish perspective of isaiah 53 is it's not prophesying a messiah it's not prophesying yeah. jesus well it's not prophesying jesus it's, it's talking about israel uh yeah. but then and, and so i thought that was definitely the um i thought that was like the 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 case um uh but but yeah um but um, we just had a super chat can we get a clear answer if you have read on the historicity of jesus thank you aaron colson
1: yeah i mean I've read through it, but not like every word in in it. Um, but Can I mean, stand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so. I mean, um, if I could sum it up, like there's the ascension of Isaiah. They're really into that. Inanna, um, which is that we we get the idea of um, somebody descending and they're more and more humiliated. That's kind of where Isaiah fifty three comes in. Um. And then we're we talk a lot about like how we can't trust these sources, then it's all about um the uh the Pauline epistles. Um, what else? Um, but
0: yeah, did, did I mean, did um, so GE just uh, commented, uh, you need to show evidence of a Zafi not being a messiah prophecy. Don't so we have, don't we have like, don't the Jewish uh but the Jews don't accept it as a messianic, right? No. right? Mm-hmm. You... Well, so I mean, why do that... we think it's mess- messianic? So that's another thing that it's like... Or about Jesus, I can't remember. If the,
1: it it's just system style. of the burden of proof, really. like If that is the pillar of your argument, you need to show that it's true. Not You can't disprove that it's not true, right? Or you can't disprove that it is true. But... So yeah, I mean, all you'd have to look at the Targum of Jonathan, um, which is is like a translation where they kind of bring in the, that, so apologists will selectively quote from it to make it look like it's a messianic prophecy, Yeah. right? So, I mean, this has been done to death. Like, um, this is kind of like uh, Tovia Singer's career, right? Mm -hmm. And you can go to any Jewish scholar and they can, or any, um, uh, synagogue, they'll have the Targums, um, on the wall or on the shelves. Like you can pull it out and read it. You can, you can read Isaiah, just read Isaiah 50 through 55, right? Um, Mm -hmm. and then you'll, it'll be clear to you that they're talking about Israel, not a, a celestial being that's going to come to earth and, um, and die. And then, but then, okay, so, and here's my here's my other thing with Isaiah 53. Let's, okay, let's seed the point that that is messianic, right? Mm -hmm. They're talking about an earthly guy there. They're talking about, like, uh, he's going to be, like, deformed, he's going to be, um, have a hard-knock life, he's going to be very human, right? He's going to, like, they're, they're placing him in, like, earthly terms, right? He's not like an angel in, in heaven. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's almost like we can construct a, you know, that superhero pushing a button meme mm-hmm. on what what are we doing with Isaiah 53. Either way, it's just kind of, are you going to follow it or not? Right, then you would follow it to like, um, like, earthly, right? If you if that's your interpretation of it, just like um, but but yeah, that's
0: yeah, because like yeah, there's the other problem as well. You see that um, to me when I read um, Isaiah 53, from I I wear my God glasses, my 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 New Testament glasses, I can see Jesus all through it. However, um, in uh, from what I understand. The, um the suffering servant um in in the other parts of Isaiah are uh, references um uh, Israel the suffering servant is not Messiah and also I don't even think it is like it's it, I don't even think that technically it is talking about um the uh, the Messiah because the Messiah wasn't Look, I'm talking about my. This is becoming too Joe Rogan-esque for my liking, where we're just kind of speculating on um, on stuff, uh, Well, at least from my my perspective. But yeah, it just seems to me it, to me I was actually taken aback when I did read part of, um, and I haven't gotten all the way through it. Um, and I cut because I only had a week to prepare when GE came on the channel, um, and so I was kind of speeding through, um, listening to the, on the historicity, and. Um, I was kind of shocked to actually uh, hear about uh, hear that, and I'll, I'll be interested to to kind of um, to get G's perspective on that when I guess uh, during the debate um, we can have q and A Q&A at the end, and I can kind of um, bring that up. But um, yeah, so so do you? So you? I guess I imagine that you don't accept Isaiah fifty three as being a uh, like a messianic um, scripture or a scripture about Jesus. You, you see it as Israel yeah yeah okay cool um so um just just as we kind of wrap up this interview um and um i wanted to ask you a little bit about your journey so you mentioned that you were once a christian are you a christian now
1: i mean i wouldn't describe myself as as christian
0: yeah did um um, mm -hmm. was there anything was there anything that you kind of found in your in your research that, that got you to kind of deconstruct your faith or was it completely separate and not really relevant? No, was yeah, no,
1: absolutely. You? So I grew up uh, Evangelical Christian. So there's the Evangelical Free Church, uh, mm-hmm. which is based here in Minnesota in the United States and um, very conservative. Like, so it would be... Uh, the Gospels were written by eyewitnesses right and um, Trinitarian I mean I mean that I mean that's not that unusual but uh, yeah very conservative and then I was just kind of learning apologetics and I was just kind of surprised as I learned more that it's it's such weak sauce right that nobody thinks that these are written by the by eyewitnesses, nobody thinks that. There's no reason to think that. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, there is, but there's no good reason to think it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
1: um, what else? I remember. Um, what you know, faith, d-
0: Elliot? You're gonna have What's faith that, that written. You're gonna have faith that written by the right sources, right?
1: There you go. And then that's another thing. Like, why? Like, it doesn't even say it. Like,
0: and just, mm. like,
1: just like these. Um, like when we're talking about uh, inerrancy and we're like, that's not even a biblical thing, right? Where does
0: it say that the Bible isn't inherent? Like, why is that a part yeah. of our faith? I, and, I, mm-hmm. I actually posed this question to Megan Lewis, right? She's a Christian. and um, But she's like a fun Christian. <laughs> she's a very progressive Christian. And she says, "Um, and I said, you know, well, where in the Bible does it say that you're supposed to write down the words of jesus and and put it all into one big canon and then use that to argue about abortion rights like where does it say that in and and she's like it doesn't And i'm like yeah so and i was like is it but isn't it interesting that you know god according to the very text that it's that, that we read like god gave us the holy spirit what if it was not god's plan that we were to write down anything what if god wanted us to only witness with the holy spirit what if it and then she's like oh that's a good point and i was like what if it could even be the devil it could have even been the devil's plan to write the Bible, right? Like you could you could make an argument, like how you could make an argument that that it was all the devil's plan that God wanted us to use the Holy Spirit to witness to people. It even says it clear as day in the Bible, the Holy Spirit is the inner witness. So it's like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I've always I've always pondered that. But then people will come back with uh the the verse in Revelations, right? And and pretend that, that mean like that talks about everything uh not a jot or tittle will be changed or something like that and but they 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 kind of project that back onto the whole bible the new testament and old mm. testament
1: yeah yeah what's the irony of that is revelation was among the last books to be added to the canon mm. and so it's kind of funny to say if anybody adds or subtracts from this book like that's what you're doing when you add revelation to the canon yeah
0: yeah and then yeah. i this is a bit of a and then, and then the, and then that didn't really work very well. And then Christianity was like all divided and stuff. And then, um, you know, six hundred years later, um, Muhammad's like, you know what? I'm going to write something that's like the final, perfect. I'm going to make it very clear that nothing can ever be added to this. Nothing. And then we have Islam. <laughs> it's like the last testament. You know, that's just a joke. But yeah, you can see how you can see how um the the formulation of that thought, right, in 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 um Near Eastern religions, where it's like. It's like we have the old testament, like, and then Jesus comes, and it's like, okay, now this is it. This is like the final, you know, the end's coming. This is the final thing. And then, you know, with the, with uh, Islam, the same thing. This is this cannot be changed. This is this is exactly what God said. Like, it's not even it's word for word. God's uh, spoken Arabic, like, you know, so, um, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. You see that kind of develop, uh, and it's like, if, if we just have something that can't be changed, everything will be fine. Um, uh, but then obviously society changes, and then, and, and um, yeah yeah um okay so i've got some questions for you uh and um if someone's uh, got some questions throw it tag me in the chat but um these are questions i ask uh, a lot of people um but i'm gonna throw in a new one um what would it take for you to accept mythicism that's a good
1: question um, I guess a convincing argument, which I mean, that's a that's cheating to say, but um, <laughs> because that's like, um, yeah,
0: kind of circular. Yeah.
1: Um, it's let's like when see. someone says,
0: "Like God did it for reasons sufficient to Him." It's like, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I'd have to be. So, I mean, this, I don't think I'd be convinced by this, um, you know, cosmic sperm bank, you know, Jesus existing in, in a higher plane mm-hmm. thing on different levels of heaven. Um, I don't know, early hostile testimony saying he's made up. Um, like, Paul, you're crazy, like, you know, like, maybe something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know, yeah. like, what would be a good... I mean, like, uh, you'd have to overcome significant, uh, like, with uh, First Thessalonian, right, chapter uh, 1 and 2, like, where they're talking about... Um, um, the whole thing about Jesus' death, um, have to come with a something quite convincing about all that's interpolated. Um, where you know, from what's on the, in the history of history of Jesus, is kind of weak sauce to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scholarly overwhelming scholarly opinion is that it's not interpolated. Um. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like that would, I mean, if you kind of get rid of every reference in the Pauline epistles, I mean, that would be a good argument.
0: Hmm. Um, Everyone knows that atheists become atheists because they love to sin. Uh, What was the sin you left your faith for? Uh, (laughs) Well, actually it's, it's the opposite
1: way around. I mean, a lot of people think that, uh, it's so people join christianity because they want they don't want to be accountable to their sin so they have jesus die for them so if you believe that you have jesus dying for your sins that's because you don't want to be accountable to your sins but i want to be accountable to my sins so i'll I'll just say that's okay like i i can i can do it right um no i'm just i'm just joking um what's my favorite <laughs> sin um I don't believe in sin, like so. I'm a little bit um, sympathetic to Gnosticism, where I believe like in virtue and vice, not sin per se.
0: Um, Trent's favorite but, sin is coffee, and because is that a ex, sin? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, ex ex Mormon. Yeah, so it's, it was definitely was. Well,
1: you know, that's another thing with the whole LDS thing that uh, strong drink. Um, in the word of wisdom, that was hard liquor, like this whole new interpretation that that's coffee and tea that's made up. Uh, Joseph Smith jr. He loved tea. So.
0: Okay. Well, I don't know. So much pot. Uh, uh, yeah. So what would be your sin of choice?
1: (laughs) Well, so like I've already said, I don't believe in sin, but, um,
0: yeah, but like hypothetically.
1: Um, I don't know. What are
0: what are some sins? Um, <laughs> uh, lost. Uh, lying, stealing. Uh, uh, I guess. Um, drinking too much alcohol. Um, uh, not having faith is a sin. Like questioning. Um. Uh. uh what 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 yeah. would be the name of that sin? Um. Um I don't know because you could say like you're doubting Thomas or something, right? Like it could also be that, like, oh, I'm just being doubting Thomas. Um, yeah. um <laughs> let's see, what is my favorite sin? Um Mer- Meredith's favorite sin is uh coveting her neighbor's slaves, <laughs> her neighbor's slaves. So oh yeah, coveting your
1: neighbor's slaves. but it's not slaves, it's coveting your neighbor's wife, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's. Just, I think she was making a joke because it's property, covering your neighbors, like covering your neighbors' oh, property, and like. Yeah, I don't think that she was saying that. Um, Meredith was saying that it was uh, like her favorite one, but it just she just mentioned it.
1: Got it. Oh geez, yeah. I wish, wish I um, could come up with something good. What's a good sin that I enjoy? Um.
0: you don't have you you don't have one that's how
1: about um vengeance that would that's maybe (laughs) awesome awesome vengeance
0: is mine says elliot uh okay and um here's a question i'd like to ask and i think it's um and it might be interesting because you've you know you know it sounds like you've done some research um what is the most plausibly true religion that you don't believe in
1: So, let's see. So, to get a plausible religion, you need, like, as few claims as possible, right? Because, like, the more claims, the more improbable it becomes. Um, So, you'd have to have, like, a bare-bones religion. I would say, like, kind of like I said, I'm... I like Gnosticism in that it, like, it avoids, like, the problem of evil, like, knowing how everything would turn out, like, they don't even say creation, right? It's emanation. And there's no claims about God that it's just, it's unknowable. You just, did like, that's that's where it ends. It's unknowable. And, like, did, did the monad, did it know how all this would turn out? We don't know, yeah. right? And it's all emanated. And why do bad things happen? Well, because we're farther away from the monad. And then you have to get mm-hmm. closer. You have to escape all this and get, get back. Um, so I think that's probably the most, like, intellectual religion when it was trying to overcome all these um, ideas. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would maybe go along with. And it kind of, I mean, all people say this, Apologist. So if I'm a Gnostic apologist... Well, it corresponds with science, right? With uh, the Big Bang, that it all just kind of started existing, right? Mm. And we'll maybe know nothing about how it existed. So I would just say um,
0: probably Gnosticism. Mm. Interesting. I think you're the first person who's chosen that. Um, a lot of people take the 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 easy answer i would i would say is buddhism because it doesn't you can have a buddhism without a god um, yeah i was thinking about buddhism yeah yeah um it is it it is it is interesting um to think about um well i'm super excited for this debate because everyone seems pissed off in the chat in the chat um so it's going to be it's going to be really interesting it's obviously getting people quite worked up so come along to the debate did Jesus exi- exists historically but before then we have the amazing slavery number two panel where we're going to be doing a deep dive uh into the apologetics and pulling it apart before we show the trailer for that again as we end out the show is there anything else you wanted to kind of mention Elliot uh, or shout out anything that you're currently doing or you've got a new video you're working on
1: yeah, we're kind of doing a lot of stuff. Um, let's see. This Sunday, we'll be talking about Abraxas, uh, this Gnostic deity. If you're familiar with it, pretty interesting. He is the head of a rooster. Got some legs as a um, that are serpent legs. Um, so we're doing that. Um, let's see. We're doing. I'm going to start a series on uh, Mithraism on its origins, and um, yeah. It'll be neat. So yeah, check out my channel uh, if you like. And um, yeah, we're going to take on a few uh, projects.